We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the Big Dave Podcast. B105. It's Who Was Right Last Night. You're right. On B105. You know what? You're right. And uh, here in the B105 courtroom today, we have a situation that is very strange to say the least. I mean, we get some uh, odd arguments in here, but I think this one might take the cake. And joining us to tell us all about it is Jenna. Good morning, Jenna. Morning. And your husband, Justin, has a big problem with some things that have landed on your phone, courtesy of your friend, Kaylee. Have I got this all right so far? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Okay. All right. Now, explain what in the world is going on here. I mean, I don't know if I'd say this is odd, to be honest. I, I mean, I'll just tell you. I'm in a group chat with a bunch of my girlfriends. You know, we send each other memes. We plan when we're going to go out together. We complain about work, all that great stuff. My best friend Kaylee and her boyfriend just broke up, and she's pretty pissed about it. So she was sending us some photos that he sent her of, you know, yeah, Uh-oh. his junk. And, <laughs> oh, no. uh, and, you know, just, like, looking for us to, like, kind of bash him and tell her, you know, I, I don't know, I guess body shame him. And I left my phone on the counter the other night, and my husband, Justin saw the photos and he is livid and i'm like i I don't understand why i mean i i'm not doing anything with those photos i can't help that she sent them but he's like you know what if i had what if i was in a group chat and you know we were sending pictures of girls boobs and Mm. i think that's ridiculous i mean like i if it was the same situation i don't think i'd be pissed off oh I'm just going to say, good thing it's not a dude sending you these pics. It's your girlfriend well, yeah. sending you mm-hmm. pictures of her ex, dude. Yeah. It's exactly. And he's aware of that. Basically, your group chat is kind of like your own little Magic Mike movie going on there now. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think that's what it is. I think that it's really innocent. And I, I what am I supposed to do? Ask her not to send me things? And, and, you know, she's trying to just, like, vent and get it out. And I, I'm not, like, enjoying the pictures. My question is, why do dudes do this in the first place? Why? Why? Ugh. It I never ends well. No. no. I don't know a single woman who requests that picture, but I could name off of a bunch of dudes that send the pictures without any sort of question. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's so weird. This day and age. Yep, yep. I even have friends that have like a gallery full of good angles and good pictures to Stop send it. to a girl just in case that occasion comes up. That really? Send one. What yes. occasion is there for this to happen? There, there, there never is, is one. <laughs> What's going on with it right now? He thinks that he's in the right and I'm in the wrong and I'm not budgeting. Is there anything threatening about this picture to him? Oh, you know what I mean? Maybe that's like, it. Is no. He- no, what what would be threatening about it? I mean, no, I don't I don't think so. Like, I don't think he's jealous of the photos. Okay, that's what I was getting. All right. In the end, this is basically your friend Kaylee's way of working through her breakup with this guy. And that's exactly. by... But that's not cool of her either. I, I know. I mean, I think that's kind of, you know... I, 
I don't, I fucking poor taste of her. This is all over the place. So I guess, I mean, but we're not judging Kaylee today. Lord knows she's been through enough. You have a a closing argument, Jenna, before we go to the jury. Yeah, breakups are hard and my friend's going to process it how she processes it. And I can't control what other people send in our group chat. Okay, Statman, what do you got? Dude, I know that the safe space for my wife to say whatever she wants is in her friend's group chat. I will never look inside of there because one day she might be mad at me and need somebody to vent to and say some really ugly things about me that I don't need to read. She doesn't really feel that way all the time, just in that moment. Probably your friend was just going through that moment of weakness and sent out that picture as a joke to, mm-hmm. to bring her up, and I, I'm not going to fault her at all. If some dude has the nerve of sending that picture, he should be prepared for it to be shared around. Oof. So I'm on your team. Have fun. Make fun of this dirt bag. <laughs> All right. Ashley. Um, see, I'm like questioning in my head. I'm like, would Officer Nick care if this was me? I don't think he would care. Like he wouldn't like it, but I don't think it would cause a fight. Now, if there were boobs on his phone, I'd be pissed. Really? Oh yeah, it's a double standard for oh, sure. Oh my god. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm team Jenna. I don't think he should be mad. All right, well, I'm going Team Justin because, I, I mean, first of all, Justin shouldn't be in there. It's like Stat said. I mean, that's like a minefield of things you don't want to know about that's going on in there. But since you walked into it, man, I mean, I'm not siding as much with uh, Justin as I am kind of going... What the heck, Kaylee? I mean, I just feel like your girlfriend. I mean, it's a little inappropriate to do that. I do Granted, agree with you there. the guy should have never done it, but it was done in confidence during a, a relationship that he probably thought was going to last. It didn't. And now everything is going out there. And you got to ask if this had been the other way around and he was sending out pictures of Kaylee oh, to his friends. Big I don't know. Yeah, it'd be a big no and maybe a lawsuit. So, I mean, and on the news and everything else. That's a good point. I mean, just because of that reason, I'm going to go with Justin. But I think we got, you know, a lot of B105 listeners obviously trying to get through the lines right now, Jenna. So, two to one, we determined uh, you were right last night. But let's see what they all got to say, okay? Thank you. Yeah, let's hope they're they're sending in comments and not pictures. (laughs) (laughs) We will be opening no pictures through the B105 app for the next 10 minutes. Thank you, girl. Thanks. All right. Lines are already kind of jammed, but keep them coming. 749-B105 and use that B105 app as well. This is the Big Dave Podcast. B105, the Big Dave Show. A very interesting who was right last night this morning. Uh, Jenna's husband, Justin, snooped into her group chat she has with her friends that included some inappropriate pics that her her friend in there, Kaylee, sent of her ex-boyfriend. Things he sent to her, and she's trying to shame him after the breakup. You can get an idea of what the (laughs) pics were that he shared with her. So we sided, though, with Jenna, two to one. Uh, Justin was, like, pretty upset about those pics being on there. Let's see where we're at here. Rhonda in Florence is also on Team Justin, and why is that, Rhonda? I feel like your girlfriend send you things, say your piece about the pictures, but delete them. Don't leave them on your phone. Like, erase the evidence. That's, yeah. That's sneaky, though, a little bit. I'm sneaky, honey. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Rhonda. That is amazing. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Rhonda. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. uh, Bill from Westchester says, Jenna is delusional. 
Yes, come on. If this was the other way around, either she's delusional or lying. She would have no problem with her husband having hoo-ha pictures on his phone. Come on, he'd be in divorce court and he'd be out on the curb in his boxers. That's all he'd have left. <laughs> all right. wow. Thank you very much, Thanks, Bill. Bill. Appreciate it. Uh huh. Shannon from Oxford says, friends don't send friends dirty pics. Well, not in a group chat. Now, I have three girlfriends that I, that I love to death. They have their own group chat, and I'm sure they send pictures back and forth, but none of them are married. None of them have boyfriends. Wait, you have three girlfriends or three friends that are girls? Three three, three friends that are girls. Because I was about to say, hey, way to go Shannon there. <laughs> but anyway, women send just as many pics as men, and if, if men went around showing everybody when they get mad pictures, there would be a lot of people banned. Okay. That's All true. right. Well, I'm thank you very much, Shannon. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, Mark from Hamilton is also Team Justin here. Why is that? Well, the group chat, I'd say is 100% innocent. But at some point, I feel like she should have told Mark, hey, this is what I got, and kind of, you know, kept him in the loop. Oh, in in include her? Show him the pic? Mark, I think I speak for all men on the planet when I say this. I, I don't want to see it. I just you know well, I, I, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't either I wouldn't either but at least he at least he wouldn't stumble across it. Well, that's you know, true. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Mark. All right. Melissa's weighed in on the B one hundred five app, and she says that she thinks Jenna's right. She can't control what her friends send. She can make fun of the guy and then delete it. And then Robin also wrote in, said that their team, Justin, he definitely has a right to be mad, but his anger should not be to Jenna. It should be to the friend who disrespected the marriage by sending the pics. Oh my God, so many the B105 app messages I can barely keep up with. And we got them coming in. Uh, D says, Team Justin, it's wrong for her to send those pics to Jenna. You can text in words what this jerk did. <laughs> wow, love it. This is the Big Dave Podcast. B105, the Big Dave Show. So uh, as we're continuing my life as a guy trying to get back into the dating world, Ashley had this idea about me and all of us taking this uh, personality science test called Color Code. And it should tell us what type of individuals we are. And maybe like who you're compatible with. Your friend at your client, Jolly Plumbing, uh, Ryan Eaton, he's the vice president of marketing there. You're certified in this color code personality science quiz. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm an expert on every single person in, in the world, but it, it helps definitely just break it down. Um, what I like about the color code is there's just four in its colors. So it's really easy. You don't like end up sounding like you're like a Star Wars like <laughs> droid where you're like, I'm an IT F25. You know? sure, it's, just, sure. it's just it's just four colors. So it's really good for the corporate environment. Okay. So uh, we all took this quiz over the weekend and we were told when we took it to think about ourselves as a child when we did. Why is that? The thought behind that is we all have core motives. So in the color code, each color is associated with a core motive. Those core motives are power. That's red. Red, blue is intimacy, yellow is fun, and white is peace. And the thought behind it is, is as we go through life, obviously we pick up what they call filters. These are things that, hey, I'm running a show. You kind of have to tap into power, right? You're, yeah. you're the one that's in control. So you might pick up a filter of red, but your core motive, who you were as a kid, never changed. So we've gotten our results here now, and we want to share them on the air and have Ryan tell us what they mean. Ashley, would you like to go first? What, what did you test in as? I've got the best results possible. So the way it's broken down... You're like more of a color, but then you have underlying colors. Yes. Yeah. And typically you just go with the primary okay. and secondary. So, okay. Yep. So I'm dominant blue. 
with yellow following that. Yeah, and I think you were like 40%, which is be considered a pretty strong score for a color. Yeah. On the so strong blue. What does that mean? Is her is her dominant and her secondary? If they're really close, like if it's like 20%, 25%, and they're all in there, it can be hard. But like when you're a 40, that means that, yeah, your core motive is intimacy. You like connection. You're more about relationships, things I'm like that. I'm a people that. person. Yep. She's a people, people person. person. All right, yeah. Statman, what did yours come in at? Well, I'm 55% yellow. Which wow. I, I guess I'm I'm playful, charismatic, innocence. I value my social skills and remember I feel deeply. Yes, thank you. That was very yellow of you to just basically do my job for me. So that was <laughs> that was perfect. You're just like jumping in there, just getting after it. That's what yellows are. They're just like they're the ones that have all the life and the of the party. Um, I like to say they're like the people that have FOMO. I don't know if you have FOMO, but like you don't like missing out on things. I enjoy being at home and there not having go, yeah. to be out all the time. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you got that filter for well, sure. Yeah. What was your secondary color stat? Uh, looks like it is white. Oh, awesome. Was my secondary color at 21? I'm not sure what that means. Though. Nice, yeah. So I'm actually a white, um, and white is peace. So it's like that kind of explains what you just said. You'd like now you're just kind of like, hey, like just staying at home. I've got my peace, and I'm good with that. You know. So we get to mine, and uh, I was actually pretty close on my two dominant ones. I was 35% blue and uh, almost 32% red. So it, those were fighting it out in my uh, personality. Yeah. So you there. can ask maybe a couple questions about your childhood, like a little bit deeper. But did you play sports at all or any type of yeah. competitive? Oh, yeah. When you were playing sports, were you like, hey, I'm going to win at all costs type of person? Or were you just more like, hey, I'm here to be with my friends? Well, my biggest sport was soccer and I was the goalie. So I really wasn't in the game that often unless the ball was down. <laughs> you know, yep. and yep. I played softball and things like that. And yeah. but I mean, yeah, I mean, I was competitive, though. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that just based upon it, because like a, a true red would have just said, yeah, I was all about winning. Mm -hmm. Like immediately. There is no hesitation. Now, when it comes to me as a person trying to get back out into the dating world, what should I ask here? How well, should I? What kind of color would be good for you? Yeah. yeah. Do you have like a one that kind of pops off that you've thought of? Or no, no, that's good. I'm, that I mean, that means that you're going to be good in the dating world. Because wow. if you said something, then that would have been like, hey, because there is no right color for you, right? Mm -hmm. Any of these colors could be right for you. Me in a personal relationship, what does that color blue followed closely by red mean for a stat says a uh, potential? suitors with blue you know blues are it's intimacy right mm -hmm. so that that leads great into relationships but i would say you know they also they really value that trust and loyalty so when you're thinking about dating and things like that like maybe a girl that is a little more flirty and is a little bit more like kind of is okay to go around and chat with some other guys while you are at the party that might not be your best fit because you want that kind of security and that mm -hmm. trust Ooh, um, some arm uh, that, candy. A, that a blue wants you know <laughs> okay yeah. okay yeah now, just to question my relationship, my wife bleeds blue and has a red neck. So am I a good color match for her? Yeah, I think, no, I think that's great. Yeah, like, like I said, they're all kind of good and they mix well together. The okay. only one actually that is non-complimentary, which does, you know, ha has something to do with blues, are blues and reds. They clash? They clash a lot because they are on the opposite ends of the emotional and logical spectrum. Well, what does that say about me? Because I was 35% blue and 32% red. The Inner turmoil bias. never ends yeah, with me. No, yeah, I, I like, don't envy your mind at all. Yeah, I, I don't want to be inside your head. Coming from the white piece yeah. over here, yeah. he's like, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. that sounds miserable. Yeah. Well, Ryan, if somebody wants to take this test, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. 
We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Can find out for themselves. How do they do it? Yeah, they can just search color code test. There's a free one out there, and it's typically pretty good. Like I would say, ninety percent of the time, it pretty much gets people right on the first try. So wow! All yeah. right, well, thank you for coming in this morning and sharing this with us. And uh, now I'm a big old blue slash red. <laughs> Ashley's like just one big old icy over there. Yeah, <laughs> stats a big yellow, and <laughs> Ashley is a big blue. That's, That's right. A good team. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ryan. Absolutely. This is the Big Dave Podcast. Saturday night into Sunday morning, spring forward. Set your clocks ahead one hour. Going to lose an hour of sleep this weekend, but uh, that's what we do every year. We'll start getting more daylight. That's nice. Whoop, whoop. The deal is, at this time, they always recommend that you should be checking the batteries in your smoke detector, replacing them if necessary, just making sure your smoke detector is working. Ashley, you've had a problem with this lately. Yeah, so when the smoke detector goes off in our house, I was taught to like kind of fan around it to make it stop going off. Well, Officer Nick actually takes it off of the wall uh-huh. when it's when you know we're cooking, mm-hmm. it gets all smoky in the house. So, okay, I took it off the wall when I was cooking and I forgot to put it back on. <laughs> and uh, and Officer Nick ordered us new smoke detectors because he's like, I was cooking, it got smoky in here. I felt like the smoke detector should be going off but it's nowhere to be found. <laughs> Wait, is that how he uses the kitchen timer? He uses the smoke detector to know what Bacon's it is? Bacon's ready. Well, at least you, you like have it. Go, you, know, you know it was working. Yes. Statman, your, yours was like, what? No, you mentioned this the other day, and I got to thinking I do most of the cooking in the house, and... I'm guilty of burning things. I can't remember the last time my smoke detector even went off. Uh-oh. I checked it yesterday. That battery is dead, dead. Yeah. I mean, oxidized. <laughs> I put it on my tongue and it didn't okay, do nothing. So it's been dead. Obviously, we yeah. need to stress the importance of smoke detectors. And somebody that can help us with that is an expert on fires and smoke. And it's Lieutenant Jason Kiefer from the Woodlawn Fire Department. Good morning, to Lieutenant Kiefer. Good morning. How are you guys? We're good. So I am right. Every time you set the clocks forward or back, you should be checking the batteries in your smoke detector. They're life-saving things. That is absolutely correct. And that's the easiest way to remember, you know, when to replace the batteries is when we're changing our clocks back. So, you know, twice a year. Some places say yearly, but, you know, why not replace them twice a year and, and be that much safer? Absolutely. And would you recommend Ashley and Officer Nick's method of taking the smoke detector off the wall and setting it down on the cabinet. I was, I was actually kind of giggling because I've seen that more often than not. <laughs> yeah, and then you forget to put it back on. It can be a real problem. Is that when you're going through the uh, remnants of a bad fire? Oh, there's yeah. the smoke detector over there sitting on the uh, countertop. Yeah. Usually usually with no battery in it. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. All right. They say that 38% of house fire deaths result from uh, detectors with no batteries in them. Yeah, that is high. That's a high percentage. So, yeah, and if you think it can't happen to you, you never know. So uh, it's better to be safe than sorry. Twice a year, roughly every six months, change the batteries in your smoke detector. It could save your life. Should also check uh, check your your data manufacturer. Uh, they need to be replaced every ten years. Oh. Whoa! Wait, they oh. expire? Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mine came with my house when I moved into it like fifteen years ago. Yep, time to buy a new one. <laughs> oh man, Probably time. I'm doing everything wrong. Let me guess: we're not supposed to be putting the battery on our tongue to test it either. <laughs> 
guess maybe if we're in third grade, maybe. Yeah. The old, the old nine-volt tongue shock there. Oh, there we go. Uh, we got Lieutenant Jason Kiefer here, Woodlawn Fire Department. So any other safety tips we should uh, try to remind ourselves to do when we do a spring forward or fall back? Well, just your, your placement of your smoke detectors. I mean, technically, every bedroom should have one, and then every common area outside of sleeping areas. Um, they say you know, most most fire deaths happen between 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. It's, oh, you know, wow. while people are sleeping. So, Man, I have two, one on each floor, and you're telling me I need to get a third maybe towards the bedrooms? Yes, I would, I would highly recommend that. That's good to know. Okay, some good fire safety tips here uh, from Lieutenant Jason Kiefer from the Woodlawn Fire Department. Lieutenant Kiefer, we can't have you on without allowing you to pimp something that's coming up that's going to benefit the Woodlawn Fire Department. What do you got? Our Woodlawn Firefighter Association has partnered up with the Pike Bar and Grill at 10010 Springfield Pike right there in Woodlawn. Um, we're, we're doing three fish fries this year. We're kind of getting back into it um, since COVID. We've got our first one uh, March 24th, March 31st, and then April 7th from 4 to 8 p.m. at the Pike Bar and Grill. All right, so put that on your calendar. Let's get out and support the Woodlawn Fire Department. Lieutenant Jason Kiefer, thank you for the solid advice this morning and save me a big old piece of cod, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. This is the Big Dave Podcast. B105, the Big Dave Show. It's uh, 610 and a happy Thursday to you. Looking at mostly cloudy 54 today. Right now, 33 here at B105. And we always allude to the fact that, that the year just seems to be zipping by. And coming up already this Sunday is spring forward on the clocks. So mm-hmm. the next thing you know, it's going to be St. Patrick's Day. And then, well, you got to start thinking about another holiday. Easter. Peter Cottontail be hopping down the bunny trail. And, you know, every year Cadbury does this thing where they select a rescue animal to be the unofficial Cadbury bunny of that year. And it's always so fun. Everybody's invited to vote. Yeah. And, and la- money's dis- distributed. Last year it was right here in Cincinnati the winner was. Yeah, this uh, therapy dog actually came into our studios. Annie Rose, and she was a beautiful dog. Mm-hmm. And she was so good that she let us put, like, bunny ears on her as she posed for pictures. Oh, yeah. Big- Labrador. Big old, well, she was an English doodle, actually, that visited nursing homes all over the tri-state as a therapy dog. A it was great so, winner. Yeah, very right, cool. Right here at home, too. But again, Ohio's right in the thick of the uh, Cadbury Bunny this year. That's right. And actually, one of the finalists from, from Ohio is an actual bunny. That's nice. So get that. Yeah. It's like, wait, okay. A first, I think. This Isn't is, it always some random animal? Yeah, like a tree frog. Yeah. Last year, the dog. Well, now they've got Bodie, a three-year-old lion head bunny from Pepper Pike, which is near Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And actually, Bodie was rescued from a rehabilitation center where she was. Uh, he was a little malnourished. And actually, Bodie is missing an ear. Mm. Yes, Aww. I know. Yeah, and in the picture they have where you can vote for Bodie, they've got a little fake yeah, they put on like a little animation or yeah. maybe like a headband. <laughs> but now, now that Bodie's in a happy home... <laughs> Bodie loves to eat bananas and take naps. And I'm like, wait, is this Big Dave? <laughs> <laughs> you should be in the running. We should have nominated you, man. <laughs> Me and Bodie are kindred spirits there. Yeah, Bo- boy. Bodie also likes snuggling, taking naps, and giving kisses. Super cute. And it's just really cool that it's right here in Ohio once again, a finalist. All right. So. Yeah, and he's got some steep competition. He's going up against a beaver, a miniature horse, a chinchilla, a sheep, and a duck. Wow. Wait, a chinchilla? A chinchilla. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. A coat? Uh, no. no. <laughs> a chinchilla. That, his name's no. Andy. 
Oh, and uh, voting yeah. actually goes through March 14th. So if you want to see Bodie or vote for Bodie, you can do so. And once the winner is announced, they do get a $5,000 cash reward. And then this is pretty cool. Another 5K to go towards uh, the shelter of the owner's choice. Uh, so putting it back there. out yeah. in the community. This year, let's get a bunny back as the yeah. Cadbury bunny. Come on. Vote, vote, for, Bodie. vote for Bodie. Go to Cadbury.com. You can do that. This is the Big Dave Podcast. That don't impress me much. Now on tour, she doesn't say, so you're Brad Pitt. That don't. She says, so you're Channing Tatum. Oh, uh, she's on the up, Magic Mike train. Updating a little Bruce bit there. Up, yeah. yeah. 639, looking at a mostly cloudy today and a 54. Right now it is a 33 here at B105. And we're talking about goldfish, Dad. Yeah. What, what in the world are we talking about goldfish Not for? Not the snack that smiles back. The <laughs> football. Size goldfish that are invading our ponds. Uh oh. Football size goldfish. Now, I will say this I have always heard that goldfish will grow to their environment. If you win one at the fair and you put it in a little bowl, it's going to get to the size where it's comfortable in that bowl. You throw it in a pond, it'll just keep growing. Well, Robin on Facebook said her son won one at a carnival eight years ago and it it is growing out of its tank. They uh-huh. had to keep expanding, expanding. Well, a lot of these fish that get flushed, they, they actually are just shocked and they're not even dead and they make it all the way through the waterways. Out into the ponds and streams, and now they're breeding. And the, <laughs> and these goldfish, they don't even need a man in their life to make babies. They're they're actually cloning themselves with a process called gynogenesis. I went down a fishing hole with this one, guys. Sure. Because I had goldfish growing up, a lot of them. Yeah. My longest living one was Jaws. <laughs> yeah, the name that. for it. Jaws. That's, well, of course. That's cute. Yeah. I, I threw out there on Facebook yesterday, what was the name of your goldfish? I got some funny ones. Uh, Alicia said Taco. Fish taco. Uh. There's Flush Gordon and Flush Gordon. Gold member. Oh, but they're having a huge problem up in Canada with, I guess, these fish because they're, they don't really have too many predators in the Canadian waters. Mm-hmm. Now, you'll notice they don't have this problem in Florida where they have alligators. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They'll take a big Watch bite out. out of them. But I think it's kind of cool that the goldfish that we thought was no more, well, it's it's happy. and It's and somewhere else. Well Thriving. And, yeah, growing a family. <laughs> Dude, they lay 50,000 eggs at a time three times a summer. So imagine that in like a, a golf course pond. It's going to turn orange quick. Pretty quick, yeah. yeah. So it's a problem. They say don't flush your goldfish, believe it or not. Take it back to the pet store. Yeah, don't take How Nemo's Nemo's dad's advice. Don't worry. All drains lead to the ocean. <laughs> they really do. Or yeah. Canada. Or to the ponds <laughs> yeah. in Canada. All right, little goldfish yeah. information there this morning. That's what's snapping in thanks to Snappy Tomato Pizza. This is the Big Dave Podcast. B105, The Big Dave Show. So it's been uh, over 25 hours now since Ashley started her science experiment here in the B105 studio. I've got the Stanley Cup that every girl rants and raves about. But then I also have a simple modern cup that people said was just as good. These are both about $50 cups. And like literally every chick has some sort of version of this. And these are, you noticed this one day at your yoga class. Yeah. every Next to everyone's yoga mat was a big old cup that had a handle and a straw. And I'm like, what's up with these Stanley Cups? So you wanted to see if the Simple Modern or the Stanley Cup, which one holds ice longer. So yesterday morning, right around 7 o'clock, you went to the ice machine here at work, filled them up. And what's the what's going on with them now? We need a cup update. A cup date. If you can hear. There's some slosh in. There's some slosh. So it didn't hold perfectly, but let's check the Simple Modern first. Okay. Every 25 hours, 
There's still a good chunk of ice in there. Okay. Like, That's- I mean, there's water, but I bet you it's really cold, right? Yeah. I haven't even gotten to suck anything out of these straws yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't even used these cups. <laughs> Getting a little uh, agitated about that. We'll get to that test. All later. right, let's check the Stanley Cup. And? There's a hunk of ice in it as well. A hunk of ice. A hunk of hunk of... Are they about the same size hunks? I think so. You know, I really didn't count every single ice cube. Maybe I'm not the best experimenter. Well, I mean, just eyeballing it. Roughly you look? the same size and this, like the same amount of water or I guess ice melt in each cup. So, well, what, what is the result of your scientific experiment here then? What would you say? I would say that they both are holding ice. I mean, there's still chunks of ice in both of these 25 hours later. I mean, and that's impressive. You're talking about sitting in here in the afternoon, the sun's coming in during Jesse and Anna's show, yeah. probably hitting them. I mean, so... Let's, um, can we test the straw experience next? I yeah, just wanted to use well. this. Okay, Simple Modern. It's a nice straw. Now, the Simple Modern cup did come with two straws. I mentioned that oh, yesterday. Nice. Bonus. We're Stanley going in. Oh, the water is cold. Stanley only came with one straw. So Which one it, was colder, though? Dipped. Eh, they're both really cold. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying... This was just a giant waste of time? No! Well, we've proven that they're both just as good as one another. That they're, we can't judge it by the cup. Not by the ice. I mean, now I think we need to do like a leak test and a wobble test and a cup holder test. Sounds like you've mapped out the rest of your march. Oh, yeah. Ashley experiments. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think uh, how much is in either one. If I drink that much alcohol, I'll have a wobbles for sure. <laughs> it's water stuff. I know. Man. We can't get it through your head. They're <laughs> drinking water out of them, as far as we know. It is uh, 819. This is the Big Dave Podcast. Maybell Hawkins has led a long and very fulfilling and, and needless to say, very interesting life. Maydell was born in Kentucky in 1924. At the age of 16, Maydell fell in love with an older man, a much older man, 50-year-old Bill Taylor, a man whose wife had just died while giving birth to their twins. Together, Bill and his now late wife had 10 children, and he needed someone to take care of the kids, so Maydell and Bill were married, and she took on the responsibilities of caring for a large family, 10 kids at the age of 16. I can't even imagine. Maydell would go on to have 13 children of her own with a couple of other husbands, but it doesn't end there. On February 18th, last month, something amazing happened to the now 98-year-old Maydell at the Kings Mountain, Kentucky nursing home she now resides in. Because that day, there was a very special picture taken of six generations of the women in Maydell's family. A family of which she is obviously the matriarch. The women, many of whom began giving birth to their children, also in their teenage years, came from places like Somerset, Kentucky, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and Fairborn, Ohio, and ranged in age from 77 years old to six weeks old. Mm-hmm. In attendance were Maydell's daughter, Frances Snow, her granddaughter, Grace Snow Howell, her great-granddaughter, Jacqueline Ledford, and her great-great-granddaughter, Jasleen Wilson. 
And that day also included others that make up the six generations and included more of Maydell's daughters. You ready for this? Some of her 106 grandchildren, some of her 222 great-grandchildren, some of her 234 great-great-grandchildren, and the newest of her 37 great-great-great-grandchildren, <laughs> six-week-old Zavia Whitaker, who is being held in the arms of Maydell, her great-great-great-grandmother in the picture. I mean, it's hard to even comprehend. It's like when they say our deficit is in the trillions. You can't. It's a big family tree. You can't wrap your arms around this. They spent a wonderful afternoon together catching up on old times and celebrating new arrivals. Maydell's daughter, Gracie, says that the family's not ashamed of their early marriages or their early starts at motherhood, and they just want to celebrate all life. By the way, Guinness World Records reports that the current record for the family with the most living generations ever was reached in 1989 and awarded to a New York family who had seven living generations. Oh. There is six right now. The family of Maydell Hawkins is planning a follow-up visit that will likely happen this summer, and they're hoping to bring more of her great, great, great grandchildren to see her. And here's hoping that Maydell is still around when a great, 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 great grandchild is born. Thank you for the good vibes today that were six generations in the making. It's amazing. B105. This is the Big Dave Podcast. It's the Big Dave Show. Dad joke of the day on B105. And this morning we've got Anna. She's a fourth grader at St. Margaret of York in Loveland. Good morning, Anna. Good morning. Who's driving you to school right now? Um, my dad. Is he doing a good job? Yeah. Yeah, that may be. <laughs> Let's see if you can do a better job than dad's driving with the dad joke of the day. Let's have it. What happens when you cross poison ivy with a four-leaf clover? I don't know. What, what happens, happens when, when you cross poison ivy with a four-leaf clover? A rash of good luck. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, St. Patty's Day coming up next Friday. That's a good one to have in your arsenal, isn't it? Yes. Hey, Anna, you go have a great day at St. Margaret of York there in Loveland, and I hope you get an extra chicken sandwich at lunch, okay? Thank you. Thanks for checking out the Big Dave Podcast, B105.com.